yeah, we don't have local recording. Okay, so we're that's the live that we're doing. Yeah, we no, live. I and I pushed out. So I it, we did do we did record the last uh, session that we did together separately, mm -hmm. and I wanted to push the video out, but I just like you know we it went up on Friday and I did, pushed it up on Monday, so it kind of went up right before your show came up. Uh, ah, but I felt like fine. it was much better. Uh, it is a much better audio quality than what we got from the from the live stream. Although we did oh, yeah. actually have the live stream was not that bad this time. We we kind of yeah. etched out pretty pretty decently. Um, hey, we're live. <laughs> you know, we are live. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Best of Our Week, where we two old cranky tech nerds talk about the best tech of our week. Uh, I'm Juan no. Carlos Bagnell. Uh, TK Bay is is uh, is riding alongside. We're 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 doing it live. We're doing I'm it live. I'm actually trying buddy. to get social media posts out still because um, we usually do these Thursday evenings and yeah, I'm way off my game right now. <laughs> so I did tweet. So it, it has been uh, tweeted out out of both the uh, best of our week, Android Bay, and myself. So I retweeted and so on. So for everybody in the chat, thank you very much for joining us. I see Barry hanging out with us as well. He was with me on my. <laughs> I did a premiere on my uh, on the road video like about maybe an hour or so ago. So thank you for hanging out with us, sir. Uh, I see Brian in there, Umar is in there, David Burns, El Josa's in there, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw if I was a yeah, oh, sorry, uh, the tech boy is in there as well, uh, kicking it with us on this beautiful Friday morning, while we are still dry but absolutely freezing our butts off, type of a weather. So we go from really hot to really cold, and that's the literally the, and the gamut. Everything of what we in do. between, and just slingshot back and forth. Although Lex um, was maybe the most adorable she's been ever. Because mm -hmm. we walk outside yesterday morning and everything yesterday is was frosted really over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yesterday like, was super cold. Oh, it, it's as close as we'll get to snow. <laughs> like, oh. wow, kiddo. That's adorable. I, I, I was going to say, you could also take that as the other way of saying it's like, Dad, where's the oh. real snow? You're, you know, <laughs> I would have taken it. I was hoping like, for a, like, a Merry uh -huh. Christmas. You know what? It oh. it could still happen. Uh, I will I will say one of the beautiful things about Southern California is that we are literally about a few hours away from snow, so it's not impossible that on you know Christmas Day or something you know around the holiday that you'd be able to go and get like a a nice snowed in type of an experience if you'd like to. Um, although you know, <laughs> make it happen. I, I really yeah. want to try, uh, especially maybe for next year, because man, I've just been swamped this year. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, of trying to get the whole family up to maybe just go spend a week in a cabin. You know, I, just I, something absolutely. we can kind of unplug for a little bit, play some board games, and 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 have a nice like like Arrowhead, Big Bear, tons of places we have here, and in, 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 right? in, they're considerably they local. Um, you don't have to go anywhere outside of even the state to get that experience, uh, or even that much further north, like Heavenly or anything like that. Uh, we used to do Heavenly uh, as a family. We used to do that before CES, as we go there and take Omar and Vanya. Um, but for the last few years, obviously, with the pandemic and everything, we haven't. And uh, we haven't actually thought about bringing it back up this year, although we are going. I will be going to CES and they're coming with me for uh, a few days. We're only doing like three days this time. Very short, very specific, not long stays. Nice. Just get in, get hey, it guess, done. Guess what? I booked work, so I'm not going to CES. <laughs> <laughs> you made money. I, I'm, I, I, I no, no, no. You're, you're, you're in a better spot than I am because I'm not being paid for this. This is me wanting to have fun with the family, but, but I, also doing so, work. I, I mean, not, not to air all of our dirty laundry and stuff, but now that you've locked that in, I'm sure if you reached out to some of our sort of uh, partnering companies in the past that maybe some of that could be subsidized. I'm I'm gonna try. I'm I'm seriously. I mean, it's I'm gonna reach the out. There's a few companies that I know for sure that are gonna be there. Um, most of the companies that we typically like haven't been able to show up, like last year or the year before, are going to be there. 
for me, it's primarily the, uh, it's weird. Like I go to CES, but not necessarily for CES. I actually go for the other things that happen. So typically most media and most content creators that get to go to CES, they typically go a couple of days ahead of time because there are so many events going on. That's really media. when everything goes down. Yeah. And that, that, that's for me, really what you, what I, when I say I'm going to CES, that's what I'm saying. Um, I will, I will say that I typically do on day one, I'll just do a walk around the main hall, maybe a couple of North and South hall. If they open all of them January last this year, keep thinking last year, um, was a very weird experience, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, CS as a whole was uh, more of a skeleton crew, very small, very a lot of companies didn't show up. We're expecting this year to be the return to pre-pandemic experience. So yeah, I'll typically do a walk for some of the other companies that I typically love to walk, be able to go check out their booths and so on. And then literally, yeah, the day one of CES is when I'm jetting out. I'm not even staying for any of the other days. Um, yeah. yeah, most of the stuff, like I said, yeah, Showstoppers, Pepcoms, all the other shows that we typically hit up. That's the biggie. And, yeah. and it's so much easier to kind of cover the show that way. And then just get micro experience, the main hall. Exactly. <laughs> and you get to talk to the people as opposed to being, yeah. you know, fighting with everybody else standing in line trying to kind of kick I appreciate and get in. the challenge that those companies have in getting mm -hmm. people sort of exposed to their products. But a lot of the booth tours now are, I mean, this could have been an email. I, you, you've yeah. taken up so much time in my day. I've got to walk around your booth and you're just reading off like a, a script. It's a pre a preset, yeah, really preset ask. script. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, in increasingly, especially from years, years past, because yeah, this will be uh, the fourth CES in a row that I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I I seriously I am missing. I, don't get me wrong. The last couple of obviously there's a few you could actually definitely go again. I, I miss just the, the 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 duo thing. So I'm waiting for that opportunity one of these days where we can do like you know when we went to the TCL thing together. That was fun. Yeah. The team was out there. I like to call it you know team. I don't know. We got to come up with a name for the team. I was going to call it team the crew. The crew. Yeah. The crew with the do one. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't know why I said the do, but either way, I love doing those type of events. Um, and uh, yeah, we haven't had a good. chance to hang out. I mean, obviously, last Friday we hung out, but like at an event or something like that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but with that being said, again, literally less than a month away. I know I it's crazy to say that uh, we're like a few days left in December, in 2022 and 2023 oh, is geez. edging at us. And why well, I got to say and, it like that. I feel attacked now. Well, I'm trying to actually land a massive transition from like a 20 minutes ago into the fact that you're looking at 2023 tech right now, my buddy. I am. See? How that, did you, you know? know? You're like a prognosticator. I, I am I am subscribed to a very, very special feed uh, that only comes Come on, to focus. Patreon supporters, uh, but not apparently to NVIDIA the camera. Uh, there oh, here we, we are. go. Six hours late. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So this is the IQ 11. It oh, is. Uh, it has just been announced. It's just been released. There we Internet. go. Um, exactly. It's blocking my face. It, yes. I've got the the white faux leather back with the uh, the BMW M stripes. Motorsport racing stripes. Triple it's uh, Ray V2 coprocessor. Right and, there, V2. Uh, is, right there. Smack dab yeah. on the side on the on the panel. It says V2. Uh, it's it's reflected in my in my lights right now, but um, we, we trust yes, you. This we is trust the, that that's uh, the V two. <laughs> this is the new mainstream sort of uh, mainstream premium. I, I I I'm getting increasingly, you know, angsty about how we tier phones. Yeah, yeah. I go by price, and a lot of people will try and conflate the word flagship to mean everything. 
Mm-hmm. This is a flagship phone, but it's the flagship phone from a budget brand. But it's the budget brand's flagship. And you're like, oh, God, just shut up. Stop using the word flagship, please. Um, this is going to be a premium tier offering. And it yeah. kind of steps up from phones like the 9T, the iQ 9T, and the OnePlus 10T. So T-series yeah. phones can sometimes feel a little flagship killery. It's yeah. more a focus on higher performance, and sometimes you whittle back like camera features or build quality or something mm-hmm. like that. It's it's a balance for performance. Absolutely. This is a little bit more like the 9T uh, than it is something like the 9 Pro. Okay. But it's an IQ 9T built better, if that makes sense. So well, I, uh, first yeah. first and foremost is is just the display. And I think a lot of people will be happy with this display making its way into more of these sort of like upper mid-range, lower mm-hmm. premium tier phones. Yeah. This is the new E6 2K super fancy AMOLED. It's one of the newest and the most expensive panels available. Well, 144 as well, right? It's jumping into the well, next level. Of, I, so yeah. ju- getting into the actual specs, yes. Um, but before we get into all the actual specs, like a lot of the T-series and sort of lower premium tier phones, Totally mm-hmm. flat front face, so it's not curved glass to the sides. That's I think like a lot a, of people okay. will like that. That a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't. Like I, every time I put one video on one or the other, there's always the other camp that I was like, but I yeah. prefer the other. I'm with you. I I, I I kind of feel. I mean, it's fine to have preferences, but I kind of feel like the people who genuinely like curved glass screens are objectively wrong. I like a lot of phones, despite the fact that they have curved glass screens. This makes me happy that it's flat front face. But unlike well, that note, I dropped other... out. But yes, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> and yeah. I will not sit here for this mockery None of, this of shenanigans. What I... Exactly, I'm, I'm not. So... I'm not doing that kind of show today. No, <laughs> Again, now it's like a TK feels attacked. Um, <laughs> but I thought you were like, oh man, TK's just letting me have the whole screen here, so I can. No, <laughs> I was like, so no, no, no. The, um, the, but but gonna... it's flat front face. Unlike a OnePlus 10T, though, this is a 1440p panel. So it is a proper 2K screen, so not He's referencing, obviously, screen. this guy, the 10T. Yeah, the OnePlus, the OnePlus 10T. Exactly, which so is the one, uh, also flat. The iQ 9T is a, is a cousin of that phone. It's very similar in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, 144 hertz, uh, 1440p resolution, flat front face. I don't know that there are many other phones that still have that. The only phones I can think of that have high refresh and higher resolution, but without curved glass, are Sony's. That's true. Sony with the uh, I think that the, might be uh, 4K 120. The one yeah, series. exactly. Yeah, the one series so, primarily. Yeah. So this is an excellent display. I mean, it is a really pretty display. But the other part of this conversation that's really exciting is uh, getting to play with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. The first uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 to be released um, in the market, actually, if that's correct. That's, in, no international other... markets. So international the market, yeah. the Chinese markets beat us to the punch. The Vivo X90 Pro Plus. Yes, I think and it's I think shipping in honest, China, and then I think and the, the iQoo third, Eleven Pro. Oh, okay, is also shipping in China, and it, it. This is a conversation we were having over text last night. Um, increasingly, China is keeping their crown jewel phones for themselves, and we'll, we'll we'll have to see if we get any kind of wider distribution on these it, types of phones. I, I, yeah. I hope that we see an international release for the 11 Pro and for the uh, the Vivo X90 Pro Plus. Uh, but of course, the companies are being really cagey about what those timelines look like. 
That, that's the well, yeah, uh, and, and that's typically what will happen. Uh, I know Xiaomi, at least for the most part, will release uh, Chinese variants, and then maybe a month or so later on, they'll release the international model. Um, at yeah. least that's how they've done it historically. I know with Vivo, um, well, with Vivo, I think we've seen them release most of their uh, versions, but maybe later on. Um, IQ also, just for reference, um, not to kind of take away from the HN2, also released the first um, MediaTek Dimensity, Dimensity. 8200 yeah. yesterday, which was, I didn't realize that they had another one. I was uh, I was like tweeting out at one of our buddies uh, and he's he's pushing out the 8200. I'm like, yeah, great. When we're going to see phones, he's like, and there you go. Uh, and I'm like, okay. So the Neo, <laughs> oh. I want to say the Neo 9 or the yeah, Neo 6? The new Neo. Yeah. yeah, the new Neo is featuring so, the 8200. So, so the Neo 6 last year was the Snapdragon 870? Oh, okay, okay. So this time so they're going that, 8200. That, That's not bad. That Neo line makes a lot of sense. Again, the 8200 built very similarly to a Snapdragon 870, but on a mm -hmm. die shrink, it is a monster performer. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. So, so uh, I'll be really curious to see what the strategy is because I Iku sort of split their lines last year. There was the mm -hmm. Iku 9, which was international, and the Iku 10s, which were China only. Oh, okay. And now it seems like IQ 11 is going to be kind of more cohesive across the board. I'll be really curious to see if they play the same game like IQ 11 international and China, then China gets an IQ 12 that doesn't really make sense in my brain. It just seems too confusing. But, I think we um, talked about spending... that before. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, no. It, it's, it's, it's just difficult, you know, to kind of wrap your brain around what the company's doing, but I think it's very, very clear that Vivo, as its own sub-brand under the kind of BBK umbrella of manufacturers, yeah. has been pushing... It's becoming like their their experimental line for BBK because yeah. they're, they're really pushing aggressively on coprocessors. The V2 is insanely powerful in this phone. And then also, they've beaten every other company to the punch on getting uh, uh, Qualcomm. To, to start handing them next next year's chips this year. So I, I've been benchmarking like crazy. I've been testing like crazy. This is so exciting because we just got LumaFusion for Android and I'm mm -hmm. running new video rendering tests. It was midnight last night and I was writing up a whole piece on the Patreon just talking about how I'm going to be changing up how I test for video. Um, doing nighttime shots with this is absolutely insane. The, the processing speed is crazy. And it's okay. the only phone series, anything with the V2. So the the Vivos with their, with the V, uh, blah, 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 the Vivos with the V2 and the Iqs with the V2. I mean, everything that we say about a Pixel, how good a Pixel is at chewing up image data, mm -hmm. this V2 is 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 like having the time, halfing the time it takes to process an image over a Pixel Seven Pro. And so I actually showed that in my little first hands-on. I do a I night, you're doing a that night sight shot from mm -hmm. a Pixel 7, and I do a night mode shot from this. And the Pixel 7 Pro has a has a significant image sensor advantage over the yep. IQ. And the IQ can still put out a sharper, clearer, brighter image in half the time that you're holding the phone to get that night mode shot. Yeah. I, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. It was magic to me on the X70 and the X80, it, it's even better <laughs> on this V2. And so yeah. now if we can get that X90 Pro Plus with the one inch sensor and this coprocessor, I mean, that's mind blowing what, what that thing will be capable of. But just getting back to here, um, and we can we can definitely chat and answer any questions for things like, um, 
you know, uh, early impressions and performance testing and benchmarking and stuff. But I think we're in for a treat. The Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 is very powerful. We expected it to be very uh, a high-performance SoC, mm-hmm. but it just seems to be continuing a trend of more reasonable performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, battery draw, thermals, the thermal envelope is a lot better behaved. Gaming performance is a bit more consistent. And it also seems like manufacturers are taking that thermal load more seriously. Because that was a major talking point on the IQ was, hey, we're doing this with graphite and with vapor chambers and with liquid cooling. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't keep building phones like their Snapdragon 855s and putting in ridiculously hot chips that overheat. The 8 so Gen I 1 taught us a, a very expensive the lesson. The 888 was teaching oh, the 888 us that lesson. It was like yeah, manufacturers still had to learn the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's maybe it'll get better next year. And it got way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so so my, my early testing here has been very encouraging. This is the yeah. first uh, BBK-branded phone that I've used where a few games will pass 60 frames per second. We don't have that hard limiter. There's that no hard, hard limiter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it's very... It's very measured. You can tell there's definitely still some performance managing happening, but I've got a few games that will play at, at a higher tier above that 60 frames per second cap. Um, that that speaks to me that they've got a lot more confidence in this product and from this chip it, from Qualcomm that they're willing to kind of let the performance spike up a little bit more Xiaomi style. I like that. Um, I like that. Yeah. Let, let, let the processor do the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's really been pretty wonderful uh, kind of taking this first early peak because I, I think all of these brands are now going to be operating um, w- with, with better parts. You know, I, I kind of came to uh, the end of this year, I kind of came to sort of an acquiescing or an apathy on the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. I like mm-hmm. a lot of phones that have 8 Gen 1s, despite the fact that they have 8 Gen 1s. A Motorola, great phone. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Sony yeah. No, Xperia, no. Exactly. great phone. Yeah, yeah. And, and just because it has the 8 Gen 1 doesn't mean that I'm, I'm writing it off as a total deal breaker, but it seems we're fine. It took us two years, two but ge- it seems like we're finally Two years and three generations lessons. of the, yeah, the 888, yes. the 888 Plus, and the 8 Gen 1. First, for and Qualcomm it took us to, to realize, plus Gen One, yeah. Well, yeah, and but also changing manufacturing, are, uh, going from Samsung to TSMC to get that benefit, that was the biggest shift. The moment TSMC jumped in, it just literally leveled and got us to where we were supposed to be. Um, and I love the fact that the A Gen Two, especially if you if you're coming from an A Gen One Plus or the A Plus Gen One. I don't really feel like the HN2 is that much of an improvement over because you're starting to see some of that performance, less power draw, mm-hmm. cooler temperatures, better management. Um, I have the uh, uh, the uh, you know the Diablo Immortal uh, version of the ROG Phone 6 that's yeah. running the 8 Plus Gen 2, and it does run much cooler than what I've seen in the past. So for me, those are the experiences I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying. So uh, first, I'm happy that you, you got a chance to play with it. I got a chance to test it out with uh, demo, non-product, non-production level hardware. And even from beta, so they gave us an hour and a half of benchmarking. So I was, I, I, and I, I want to say, obviously, I obviously, as you guys know, I live for benchmarking on my phone all day long. That's all I do. It's Geekbench for the win. Um, the temperatures on the device, if there was one thing I measured by it, just using it and playing Genshin Impact and playing Call of Duty, uh, PUBG, the temperatures weren't that hot. I remember that from yeah. one of my biggest things, because a year or so ago when I was with Qualcomm, I went up to the engineer and I'm like, what are you guys recommending or doing regarding the temperatures? This device is very hot. 
And his recommendation was like, we're giving the recommendation to the manufacturers. It's up to them to make the, the changes. And I understand, obviously, from the manufacturer, from their point of view, they're like, hey, we're giving you a Lamborghini engine. You know, it's up to the car manufacturer to put the cooling and do all of that stuff. Right. This year, at least it's managed. And, um, you know, you got to play with the IQ 11. Uh, obviously, you know, we hope to see that in the international market. I'm excited to see that it, this is their second. Uh, BMW or did they do that book? I think this is their second no, BMW doing, design, they've right? They've been doing, um, I want to say this is the third generation, maybe the fourth? Um, I just always have to point it out because I think this is hilarious. Hold on, let me get just kind of on a lock screen. So this is a BMW M Motorsport partnership. It is, it's a hot rod phone. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, uh, but if I swipe over to the... Uh, <laughs> the screen. magazine, the lock screen magazine, the, yeah, the yeah, magazine yeah. of, of yeah, images, yeah, yeah. like really, really pretty uh, lock screen images that you can have on your phone. There are no BMW wallpapers, but there are oh. some other automobile manufacturers that are direct competitors of BMW. <laughs> and I've been pointing this out since the that are missing phones. Maybe they uh, <laughs> they need they. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, I, phone... You open the box, and there's this beautiful card of like of a like a race car BMW. Uh, in in the box and you're like ooh, yeah. it's bmw and this is so fun and automobiles and then you turn on the phone and there's there's a g-wagon <laughs> like, okay great um, no i awesome. and um i know our buddy uh, germaine will was also uh trying to put something out as well i think he uh there's a lot of other companies uh, <laughs> the vivo gang <laughs> michael pepper vivo gang. yeah yeah no absolutely Vivo gang for the win. I think that's where I was going to say Vivo. Was it, what was, what was, uh, um, uh, sorry, Michael's, was it Victor Vivo gang? Victor? Vivo Victor. That's what it was. Yeah. Now, I, there was a few, yeah. there was a debate on Twitter. If you guys don't follow Vivo us on Twitter. Vivo Victors can be a part of the Vivo gang. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's like, we're a bunch of tiny lions that turn into one giant robot. So, um, and hopefully at some point in the future, um, I'm able to join that <laughs> other than just stealing devices from one. But I do like oh, the device. I, uh, I, 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 I got to get this in your hands, especially especially for the gaming side, because I test on a bunch of esoteric indie games and you'll play actually like Genshin so, and COD and stuff like that. We, I think, we can I definitely think you'll really this. we can definitely do it. Maybe a, a quick turnaround um, a phone yeah. exchange with uh, Diablo, the Diablo's ROG six and the uh, IQ because I'm it. on a certain timeline on the on the ROG. So I, I need to also kind of push out some content. Oh, that's that right. Well. You got to flip it. Yeah. So, so um, that one's not the, a mind. That was a loner. So yeah. The um uh the only thing I kind of want to add to all of this is I've already started getting some of those comments from like iPhone stands, and it it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to ever break through that the end of 2022, Qualcomm and MediaTek caught up to Apple in a really big way, and as close as we can get for oranges to oranges comparisons between mm -hmm. two very different styles of smartphones. Um, I, we have to throw the shout out because I'm not doing this kind of testing anymore. The, the apps that you use to test this kind of performance have gotten really obnoxious to use, but he's still doing it, um, is Golden Reviewer, mm -hmm. is doing like some really hardcore metrics for game testing on phones. And what we saw, like with the Xiaomi 12s Ultra and the Xiaomi 12T Pro, mm -hmm. I mean, we're within five percent, maybe eight percent performance per watt of the newest, bestest Apple Silicon going into the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Yeah. And you're like, that's we're at parity. I mean, there are so many of these CPU and GPU differences that you can't 
just legit test the exact same app in the exact same way. But with the 8 plus Gen 1, we're there. Mm -hmm. And the 8 Gen 2 is giving me about 10% bumps in heavy CPU compute tasks with better sustained performance than the 8 plus Gen 1. So this whole this whole unlabeled bar graph Apple marketing regurgitation of, well, they're still like three generations ahead. That's from techies who really aren't paying attention and don't do anything on their phones except average consumer basic crap. Because when you really throw a workload on these devices, they're catching up in a big way. And Tensor 2 still has a lot of tricks to offer, mm-hmm. even though it's it's objectively a less powerful CPU and GPU than what's in Qualcomm. All of the extra machine learning bits from Google really do deliver some outstanding performance in real-world applications. 2023 is going to be a really exciting year for this kind of enthusiast performance. I'm I'm really hoping we see the mid-range catch up. I hope we finally get that 7-gen series from Qualcomm. And the Dimensity 8200 looks like it's going to be an absolute monster. I, that came of out of chip. nowhere for me. I mean, I, I kind of expected that there would be a next generation from the 8100 with the 9200 that came out that we, that we were at the launch event for. Uh, but the 8200 were definitely going to be uh, a big one. And also the 1080. We're starting to see the 1080 come out in more mm-hmm. devices. Uh, we're yeah. going to see, obviously, more higher performance, lower cost efficient, uh, well, not for cost, I would say efficient for the price and power kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. SOCs come out and MediaTek is coming out pretty big this year. We're already starting yeah. to see them out in many devices and multiple companies. And again, the 1080 is coming up internationally quite a bit. I saw it on two different devices um, uh, and that was really one of the better ones. Sorry, you, you had a comment highlighted that I didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, David Burns is hanging out with us as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious so, to see, yeah. What is uh, Michael Peppertecker writes? I'd be curious to know what is what is the new Snapdragon chip, and what is the device as far as cooling? Is it the IQ, or is it the chip, or is it a bit of both? It's got to be a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So here here's the reality of using an eight Gen two. It is still an eight Gen. Eight Gen one was not very power efficient, and we could see some some short spikes of performance where that chip would pull like eight watts out of your phone battery. That's idle for like a, a, a thin light laptop, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like when, when you have a laptop uh, that can that, that just sort of chugs at, at eight to 10 watts, you know, you've got a laptop battery and, a, and fans and a bigger surface area to get heat out. Yeah. Eight watts on a phone is an intense power draw. So sustained performance was was really uh, crippled because it's difficult to keep pulling that much off of a phone battery and keep the whole thing cool enough so that it doesn't melt the internals. Um, uh, When we got to the 8 Plus Gen 1, Mm -hmm. we saw similar performance, but at closer to like 5 to 6 watts. There was like a 20 to 30% reduction in power draw um, off the battery, and that helps the sustained performance. So a sudden spike of performance from 8 Gen 1 to 8 Plus Gen 1 looked very similar. There wasn't a huge difference there, but then you go 30 seconds on the 8 Gen 1 and your phone basically tanks, and you go like five minutes on the 8 Plus Gen 1 and you're still kind of sitting pretty. The 8 Gen 2 is another baby step from the 8 Plus Gen 1. All of these cores are tweaked. They're a little bit more powerful, but we're keeping that same sort of thermal envelope, that same sort of power draw at around 5 watts from what I can see. Yeah. Um, that's still 
a significant amount of power to draw off of a phone battery. So an HN2 is not a panacea that completely solves all the problems of having a, a powerful chip in a phone. You still need to build the phone around five to six watts of total power you have to, draw. You have to design, yeah, exactly. And allow for the heat to dissipate in the right way yeah. and not allow it to accumulate in one spot so it generates a super hot spot, so which Qualcomm again- Qualcomm is giving us a better tool. It, it yeah. is a better piece of silicon that is more reasonable but let, let's not pretend that this still doesn't come with some of those drawbacks. We've seen the same thing happen with A-series processors. Mm -hmm. these, these bumps in performance have come at the expense of battery life. If you want the best battery life, you really should be looking at an iPhone 14. An iPhone 14 Pro is not going to perform as well because it is more powerful silicon. And this is the same thing here. If you want better battery life, you really should be shopping the proper mid-rangers that are using what, what's the new it's the 782 snapdragon oh the, Is that the one uh, that they just released because they had the, the 765 788 the, there's the 788 the i want to say the 788 778 sorry yeah 782 782g or something like that. anyway well, you I, want a okay. 700 or a 600 series soc if you want better battery life we are talking the premium tier most expensive phones you you want good reasons to step up to almost laptop grade compute power in something that fits in your pocket. That's where oh. we're at. Um, right. So I, I think this is going to do 782G. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't really remember. It's just so many numbers. <laughs> you had to memorize <laughs> all these numbers. Um, but but that, that kind of goes hand in hand. So we've got a better solution for high performance computing. This is outstandingly ludicrous absurd overkill mm -hmm. for average consumers I, i've been going back and forth and i've been retesting like three generations back so i'm on LumaFusion and i'm running like absolutely ridiculous 4k video rendering workloads through snapdragon 855s mm -hmm. a snapdragon 855 can still render 4k at 150 megabit per second data rates wow. faster than real time. So you put a one minute project in your timeline and you do fades and you do uh, color correction, you do transitions, a watermark, a soundtrack, you make a video project out of it. And uh, the LG V50 mm -hmm. and the Surface Duo, uh, Duo One, both completed that render time in around 55 seconds. Wow. Tell me what average consumer is out there cutting 150 megabit per second 4K video and 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 needs it 30% faster than that. A Snapdragon 855 is still stupid overkill for just doing your basic basic daily average consumer tasks. You, you don't it, need it. <laughs> it's market. It's it's marketed as a powerful car, but it always is marketed against ta tasks that are efficiently run on a seven series <laughs> or even a six series processor which is really weird when you're when you consider the fact like this is these are the things that i kind of like i look at it so the, the 1080 running here on uh on what we yes. get here with the 10 the 10 pro plus or even when we look here with the 695 on the 10 pro 
Both are capable of doing your daily activities with 120 frames per second refresh rate and everything that you need very efficiently, very fast. And it's not based on that's the only reason why you need to buy, a, you know, like a flagship or so on. The mid-ranger experience is so much more advanced than what we've seen in the past. And I think really that's where a lot of people are living in. This is where most people buy their devices. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it answers the, the, the mail in my opinion. It just, but I, whenever you see a flagship being released, we need to start looking at the differentiators like you were talking before the coprocessors what uh, what you know what vivo and iq is doing um finally oppo is, is starting to use their own npus they're starting to you know, marry silicon x yeah. they're incorporating that into their uh, reno line as well but you know that's what we're missing with some of the other companies they're you know they're they're going with with qualcomm's i would say um i'm not gonna say vanilla but like you know the, the standard uh, setup of what qualcomm provides us uh, but right. companies are starting to look for other options to make it more diver diver differentiating quality of audio, differentiating quality of yeah. video. Sony still, for me, like the video I dropped this morning, is so easy to hook up an external mic to a Sony. You just plug it in and it's yeah. just there. And it just, it's just—it's such a natural. Oh, experience. but you know, TK average consumers are basically fine without having headphone jacks. I had another guy in my comments, and like, thankfully, I didn't even need to reply to him. Someone else, like, hey do more things with your phone yeah man. So just, then just I, snuck in and was like, I, I mean i can appreciate that people have acquiesced and mm -hmm. again they're apathetic but i see a lot of cabled headphones out there still especially I, from iphone users using when you like, travel yeah, yeah. when AirPods. you travel internationally and you go to europe and you go around more and more people are walking around with wired headsets it, i mean I, yeah. I, you obviously see the bluetooth headsets oh, that's sure. not a, there's no way to ignore those i think Bluetooth has kind of peaked, and now it's we have just a wider diversity of different options that people can play with. Very few things are making Bluetooth audio. I mean, don't get me wrong. Qualcomm is trying to bring in spatial audio to more affordable uh, oh, yeah. price points I, and yeah, so on. I, I don't, I don't mean, things going I, I, on. You, absolutely, I don't mean peaked in in terms of technology. Obviously, that is still continuing to improve. What absolutely, I mean is, uh, yeah, uh, peaked in terms of sales and market penetration. Absolutely, this yeah, year yeah. I think we're going to see sort of a flattening of everybody knows about Bluetooth adoption. headset. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer yeah, yeah, a yeah. situation where like, what, you could do things wirelessly? No, no, where I think it's more about differentiation. I'm starting to see more unique features like, you know, Soundcore put out the V10, the, the P10s, which are dongle connected, like the other ones that we saw also from JBL when we were at, at uh, MediaTek. Those are other, you know, 2.4 gigahertz. Spatial audio. Absolutely. And and those are the things that we're starting to see more of. Uh, I think like these little differentiators, kind of like what we're seeing with with smartphones at the higher end with the larger sensors, better process, processing and so on. What I'm excited about, at least for now, is although this is still early in the conversation, the HN2 is literally barely starting to come out as far as devices internationally. <laughs> we need to kind of also take that with a grain of a couple of uh, software updates, so more, and see how things oh, kind yeah. of improve. And also comparing it to some of the other options that are going to be available. Oh, Xiaomi, I'm pretty sure very soon we'll have something. So oh, it, there's it, definitely going to be a reply from the Xiaomi 13, and it's going to be glorious. This is because <laughs> we're primed for a great fight internationally. I'm actually really disappointed in the North American market because it's going to take us a while oh, for us to get some of yeah, this stuff. Because yeah, yeah, Samsung is going to have to bring it in because Samsung yeah. is the ushering of the of the eight Gen two series because nobody else knows it before. Them. If we could, if we could hopefully get like a future Moto Edge that has like oh the, the Edge 2023. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, yeah. would be awesome. Um, I do want to just point out this. This is from Brian Billing in the comments. Battery life, exactly right. I have a Tab S7 FE with a 778G and an S8 Ultra with an 8 Gen 1. The S8 Ultra has a 20% larger battery, but the S7 FE has just as good battery life, if not a little better. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, of course. And, and again, we always have to eat that. As soon as battery technology improves, people use their devices more aggressively. So we never really get like... If I used my phone exactly the same way that I used my Note 4, um, my I would get like five days of battery. <laughs> but instead, I get like better battery performance and better recharging, and I just use way more and more graphically and graphically intense stuff on my Androids. We've got a transition over because you've got a phone that I really want to hear about in that Realme. But in doing that, the last thing that I want to just kind of mention, you were saying it's early software, it's early yeah. hardware. There are definitely some major gremlins that are that need to get kind of tweaked in updates on the HN2. A lot of games do not know what to do with this new Adreno GPU. Nope. Um, Alien Isolation turned into fly eye, like bug eye paneling. So it broke up into a block of eight squares that were each processing different parts of the scene. I've never seen anything like that. I, I have a clip of that in my IQ 11 uh, first look. It is, it's actually kind of impressive because it's almost like the Adreno is rendering eight different parts of the game still at 30 FPS. So it's like doing work eight times harder and keeping the same frame rate, <laughs> but you can't play the game that way. Um, Undead Horde also, um, uh, backgrounds and, and draw distance are totally borked. So you can yeah. play the game, but you have like neon panels where like woods and trees and mountains should be. And I just got to put it out there. Um, oh, I don't think I have the phone that I, oh, wait, maybe I do. Uh, this is the, the hot news. We've totally, um, uh, we, we've totally missed the, what am I trying to say? We've totally survivors? buried the lead oh, sorry. because yes, because vampire survivors, I, my phone I, will not, my, my camera will not <laughs> properly focus. Come on, focus, you darn Panasonic. I can't get it to work. Um, okay. Vampire I'll, I'll Survivors for, for Real is on Google Play. And it's for free. On Google Gratis. Play for free. That there, there are some ads that you can you can interact with for like cheats. Mm -hmm. So so far the only advertising that you'll see is if like you die in a level and you want to quick respawn in the same place where you died, that serves you an ad. Other yeah. than that, it's the full Vampire Survivors can be played portrait or landscape, and it's absolutely free. It's, it's only like five bucks on Steam. I was going to say, it's not that expensive. I mean, I, I still prefer playing it on my Steam Deck, but plug, put this in, connect it to an NREAL or a TCL where, uh, yeah, this is seriously. Go to uh, town. If it's you have so never good. played this game, it is the best. I'm not going to say time waster, but it, it eats up your time in no it's time. It's the best time waster. It's, it's a 30-minute... Uh, chunk of a experience if you're able to play the whole 30 minutes if you don't get to the 30 minutes you just respawn and keep trying trying uh, like Juan basically sitting there for somewhat of like six seven days or something unlocking everything but yeah. that's beside the point download it I'm, please I'm now make at sure 119 hours on vampire survivors on my steam deck <laughs> and I gotta start over and start building up all my characters on my androids oh dude uh, well actually that's not a bad idea yeah we could we could start it up so i downloaded it on my on pixel 7 pro i saw it yesterday was it yesterday the day before yeah the moment it, i saw it that was, I was a like, quiet download. sneaky release it just went yeah, yeah, yeah. i think the well day it was from yesterday. them yeah they they tweeted yeah. it and i was like okay install it 
Absolutely. A lot of fun. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, very non, it's not a very demanding game, but it's very much a, a fun game, easy to get in, easy to get out. If you're done, you just get out. That's it. And you're not, you don't have to invest too much time. That's, I think, the biggest so thing. So good. Typically, we get it's all these so campaigns good. and whatever. No, no, this is easy. It's hilarious. My my two game, like my two favorite games of 2022, Vampire Survivors and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's the same style. No, I, I, I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's they're fun games. This is the thing. Yeah. You, sometimes you want that that graphic intensive type of a game experience. Um, I I will say that you know Genshin Impact plays much better on uh, on what we got with the Agent Two. It still runs yeah. it warm. This is just based on what the app does. Totally. But like some of the other games we're playing, you know, like Alien Isolation, some of the other games that are just visual. Uh, they need to be updated. You're right. I, I'm kind yeah. of like circling back to your comment. It's the first, you know, first adopters or first time early users adopter. of any new tech. There's going to be some growing pains in adjustment. Um, and that's typical to what we saw. Uh, Tensor took us took us by a, a little bit of a quick uh, turnaround there because Tensor 1 was new. Very few games and systems were updated for that. And so therefore, there were a lot of commentary on that, not realizing that, you know what, software gets updated. You know, who would have thunk it? Yeah. And things get better with time. Um, speaking of not that I kind of want to plug that in, but if you haven't had a chance to and you own a Pixel, make sure you update your device. The yes. feature drop came with so much stuff. Um, and I'm really excited to showcase some of that stuff too. I'm working on a video that I struggled to put together because I can't put my mind on how to present it. Um, but I want to put out my video for the 7 Pro review. I, I use it. It's my main daily driver phone. Um, I'm even using the Pixel Watch again. My wife kind of hit me up today and she's like, Again, nothing against Pixel. It just doesn't look like a right watch that fits on my hand. She's like, why are you wearing the tiny watch again? Yeah. And I said, it's not. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I, I like get, it. I want to get like a good canvas sport band for it. And I think it would wear a little bit better. It, I think so, too. Something wrist. a little bit yeah. bigger than the, the little bands that we have here. It's something a little bit more, you know, along line of what I normally wear. Um, but yeah, totally with you games definitely download if you haven't had it download vampire survivors really good i don't know that's a long way of me saying please download <laughs> hashtag not sponsored by vampire survivors and so yeah to, um uh, like like i said we've been playing with some crazy phones if there are anything else that you want to ask because like i've been running a ton of benchmarks file compression and uh so one thing i've never had i couldn't stuff, remember so. this iku do, does the iku with the vivo brand actually i think on vivo they do uh does iku support higher resolution front-facing video like uh, for, for 1080p. Okay, so it's still 1080p. Yes, I, I, I really need to. Oh my and, god! And that I, is that is the area where I feel the IQ feels more like a T series than a proper next generation. Yeah, the main sensor is the same one over 1.57 inch sensor, or you know, there are two different flavors of that. There's a Samsung flavor and there's a Sony flavor, but basically the same sensor size we've been playing with uh, uh, all last year. But the ultra wide is kind of weak. It's not a great ultra wide shooter, um, so uh, that 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 was a little disappointing. The IQ Eleven Pro moves us over to curved glass on the screen, but it has a better ultra wide camera, and yeah. I I'm torn on what I personally would want. I <sighs> I just want the flat no, no, screen I, and the better cameras, and I I, I don't know that I'll ever get it. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish there would be a situation where even if there's like a month or two wait time on it, like something like a Moto Mod experience builder, Yeah. right? A company says, look, I sell XYZ devices. I sell all the way from the budget front end the, to the super expensive, to the mid-range, to the flagship. 
we will allow you within certain obviously characteristics there's going to be some limitations Component you can't just say you know exactly yeah. I, you know like i don't want to buy plastic body but when hn2 with a massive button you know what i mean let us do some type of a moto mod experience let us build the yeah. uh, the device version that we get out of your parts bin it may take a little bit longer it's more custom maybe a little bit more but you get the device that you kind of want like if you want uh insert name of a device but we want a six thousand milliampere battery you're, you're okay with a little bit of a thicker back on that end that kind of would work but the concern that i'm looking at it we always have to fit into a vision of sometimes like you know what what the companies envision is the trend and they're kind of trying to figure out what that combination is that recipe i like to call to meet yeah. that price the 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 profit level that they're trying to meet and also somewhat meet that popularity level where people like it enough to buy it right there, there's like a whole like this is this is one thing i will say realme has been I, and i'm hoping i can show this on camera i don't know if you guys That's could see pretty. that that little shimmer thing that yeah in my camera yeah sony's like tk what are you doing that little shimmer that you get there these are designs that Realme had to kind of figure out a way to put together a device. So they released two phones, just kind of a nice little segue into the, the other side of the devices that came out, surprisingly on the same day as IQ. So Juan and I were both like at the same time, not, in, you know, like, but we're basically worth working with both BBK sub brands. Um, I will say, I, I'm surprised to see that IQ uh, like openly says that they're a sub brand of Vivo. You know, like how it's a weird thing. Like yeah. we know that IQ is a subbrand of Vivo. We know that Realme is a subbrand of Vivo uh, of Oppo, and uh, but mm -hmm. OnePlus is more so into with Oppo at this point. But like Realme always likes to stand on their own. So, but circling back, two devices released: uh, the Realme 10 Pro and the Realme 10 Pro Plus. Uh, both are mid-range devices. Uh, the Pro series is primarily distinguished uh, certain characteristics within their devices, slightly higher tier than the standard 10. Um, both featuring a 108 megapixel camera sensor on the back. That's going to be the star crown jewel of the both these devices. Uh, and they kind of did the same as the IQ. With they went with an eight megapixel ultra wide, which kind of like, yeah, why? Give me but a. I no, think, you know, I think we're seeing some of that shrinkflation happen in our phones. Where absolutely, we want to keep a certain price point. And that means, hey, we're going to improve the manufacturing, the components, the screen, the radios, yeah. the SOC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got to whittle back on a few other sort of lifestyle or other fun features. Absolutely. And I, I feel like the, the the solution, so the the, the the tailoring that was done from, from Realme on both of these devices, uh, they both feature the same size display, 6.7 inch, 120 hertz refresh rate. That's the one thing that I like. Um, but they, the, 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 the recipe that they went with both is slightly different. Like we got the flat display with the, uh, with the headphone jack on the 10 Pro, a little bit more in kind of indicating, it, hey, this is a better for gamers, uh, low latency, no, no latency better audio and of course that flat uh, display that you like which uh, this would be the 10 pro well so let's see if we can get this one so that one is like nice little shimmer color purplish yeah. blue depends More on the how the sun hits it very nice and also both of them are featuring android 13 first realme devices to come out with realme ui 4.0 based on android 13 again a derivative of what we saw with color os uh you know color os is as the primary i would call it the source because <laughs> yeah oxygen os and realme ui are both kind of like derivative of that um for sure you know stereo speakers good experience fast processing on the 1080 so the pro plus is a mediatek dimensity 1080 uh and then the pro is a snapdragon 695 both 5g okay. capable very capable yeah. mid-ranger and as you were saying keeping the price down 
both under 400 bucks. Uh, the 10 Pro is closer to 300 at 320 uh, US uh, with their you know MSRP. I'm sure you will be able to find them for cheaper. Um, and of course, uh, the 10 Pro Plus is going to be at 379. And that's at the base models, uh, uh, you know, using the 8, 128 on both of those guys. So it's it's decent. I, that, again, uh, we have a little bit of a stint, kind of like a quiet area where Realme wasn't releasing as much. And I think we kind of, I was like starting to wonder what was going on. And they're starting to slowly come back. And uh, they're releasing these two at the end of 2022. So this is going to be the, the mid-ranger, uh, more affordable, but definitely great looking devices. I, I'll say this. Aesthetics, yeah. I know a lot of people care. And a lot of people love to see how their phone looks. These hit it at, at, at a T and they include cases and chargers in the box. Like who would have thunk they do these things anymore? Like seriously, yeah. chargers. I mean, just like, and, and, and wait, so wait a minute, the, the 10 pro plus, is that the 120? What, what's the charger? So, the, uh, 66. So, uh, sorry, 66, 66 or 67. Yeah. So 33 and 66, uh, or 67, both running a 5k, uh, milliampere. So very similar like seriously, like when you look at them, the plus does have its own. I would have loved to see the headphone jack stay with the plus, although I think they were trying to maybe kind of leverage different I things. I know so the, they always try to find those differentiating points, but at some well, point it would be nice just to have one more option that's sort of an everything phone. <laughs> <laughs> IR blaster, headphone jack, and memory card support. Let me see if I can get this thing to do. So you could see a little bit of a thickness oh. difference here. The the Pro yeah. Plus is a little thinner. So they, they, mm -hmm. and if they feel light, like the 10 pro plus, so the pro plus feels lighter than the 10 pro for some reason, although it has the same size battery. Um, but yeah, great display. Uh, cameras are actually pretty decent post-processing as we know with color OS or sorry, with Realme UI, um, fingerprint sensor is a little bit different as well. Uh, side mounted on the 10 pro into in display for the 10 pro plus. So again, qualifying why it's a 379 over 319. Uh, but yeah, very happy with them. Very, um, I, I mean, I ended up using the 10 Pro Plus more mostly because of the the light reflection. I love that little, <laughs> I want to call it like a wing effect because it looks like a wing, like the feathers from a, yeah. from a wing that kind of just, per, uh, you know, turn around, uh, especially when you caught up with the light. Uh, I think OnePlus did that with the 8. Remember that nice little, very yeah. reflective, super hard oh, I, to take videos of. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. got it here. I'll, 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 I'll grab it here. But um, <laughs> you have it. No, I, a, a, I, I gave mine to my Honor mom but... and uh, Huawei. Yeah, yeah. They they would do stuff like that a lot. <laughs> I love how you have your picture sitting in the back. So when you leave, there's still a uh, one peeking out, peeking at us from oh. the back. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, the eight, um, uh, the one plus. So yeah, I forget I what they there. called it, but it was like the color. Yeah. So well, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that one changes. is way like you could see. Yeah, the purple, the blue. It's really all about when you have the light hit it. So yesterday we, um, and then the, the I sun take it and up. I put it in in one of their sandstone cases. So it's just totally plain. There you go. <laughs> Pretty it's, a, fun. it's 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 a one plus. <laughs> it's definitely a one plus. Uh, yeah. The, the <laughs> this is this is one of the bigger things. So I think that was my biggest uh, appreciation of the device. It's small, it's nimble, it's fast, it looks good, and it's it's capable of doing a lot of good things. Definitely a tailored experience. But again, for 379, you really can't bark at it. And you have to understand also the features that you're getting, always more than what you're paying for. And I'm glad to yeah. see that Realme is back in, in the fold. And um, again, both BBK sub-brands are uh, out and running at the same time, which tells me that we're, we're, we can't wait to hear more about what, you know, what Oppo's doing. And um, oh, speaking about that, uh, Oppo did finally confirm uh, their innovation day is going to be on the 14th. 
that's going to be coming nice. up uh, next week. So it's going to be pretty uh, pretty good to hear some of the stuff. We saw some leaks about the N2 uh, and an N2 flip. There's going to be, a, a, I guess, Oppo's going into the flip market. I, I'm, I'm saying this now, and I'm hoping if this goes up to the Ether, though, I want to see them international. I need we need to bring the 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 Oppo the end the uh, the foldable version of their devices to the international market. Be it a OnePlus brand, be it an Oppo brand, something. Uh, you know, like I I see these things and I'm like, innovation is happening. It's just happening in a market that we can't use these devices, or if we do import them, yeah. there are some limitations. So I'd like to see what things are and yeah. So. That's coming up. A lot of that stuff kind of coming up as well uh, for for like just type of content and, and devices. And I think overall, yeah, I saw your show on Monday, by the way, also. It was really nice. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I glad that you enjoy the the crazy ramblings and pajama podcasts. So. It's always whenever you're in the show and you're like, TK's ears are burning. I'm like, no, dude, TK's been there the whole time. It's just TK <laughs> chose to respond back when you're in, <laughs> when you're talking smack on monday morning oh, shows uh i wasn't wasn't <laughs> i don't believe it was smack talk it was probably smack talking um uh you know because uh I, I don't know man have have you have you been shopping that tripod okay i'll say this i got a notification from bnh this morning saying that the uh the peak design is 30 dollars or 35 dollars less there is a version there is a separate version of the one that you have on the one that you pushed out on the video and i think it's called the y model that's 300 mm -hmm. bucks and it's still supposed to be carbon fiber. So I may be picking that one. I'm, I'm So am I the looking for a tripod would, for Christmas? Yes. With, with Ulanzi, it gets really con yeah. confusing when you start looking at different mounts. So I, oh, I purposely I got the yeah. one that has the F38 mount so that I can yeah, yeah, use yeah. the same plates. Because the Ulanzi... And, and again, Ulanzi will sell this with a, an F38 plate. That F38 plate is not compatible with the Peak design. But if you go to Ulanzi and you get the combo plate, which is compatible mm -hmm. with F38 or with Peak Design, that's what I've been buying. So okay. I've got like five of those little square plates now. And so I can swap any camera or even any of my phone uh, tripod mounts. And so I would just make sure it's using the F38 and then you mm -hmm. can, at, at, and you're not tied to it. At some point, if you want to switch over to Peak Design, all of your accessories are going to follow. So yeah. that's... That's the only thing I would point out, but this thing has been rocking my socks. I, is, I want. I need to pick one up before CES. Crazy. I do not. I'll take that back. I like the Peak Design. I like the, the tripod that I have. It's just as compact as it is. It's not as not compact enough. And after yeah. when you walk around day on all day from one set, like the mm -hmm. big thing about CES, uh, the one thing I really don't like about CES is the fact that. Because everything is done individually by different companies, and CES, CES is not tied to the convention center, meaning it's not yeah. in one location. You're, you know, literally all of Las Vegas is your canvas. Meetings are from one spot to the other. You're walking a lot. You're clocking in between 20, ten to 20,000 steps a day. You're going to have to. You're going to feel the weight, even if it's a light. So you want to get that carbon fiber. You want to get that yeah, lightweight. All, every ounce matters. Exactly, and <laughs> and also space. You don't want to walk around with something that is much longer that you're going to bump into people. So long story. I am looking. It's going to end up being either uh, the Ulanzi, the F38, or the uh, the Peak Design. Uh, B and H saw that I, that I went and checked the, the the Peak Design, and literally I got an email this morning saying it was thirty bucks less. So the the Peak Design one is I think it was three twenty nine. Hold on. Yeah, and I, I still love my Peak Design aluminum, but the aluminum being at the same price as the Ulanzi carbon fiber saves you, like, what, 
30% on your tripod, uh, tripod weight. Um, it's yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, it's 341. It's nice. So it's it's 341 currently. The 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 one that you were referring, the one you showed us before, it's 341 dollars uh, on sale for the holidays. Uh, if if I decide to end up going with that one, and I, I like both. I, I like again, like I said, both of these devices are are very good. And the question would end up being, yeah, is if I can get the one for the better price, but also kind of keep in mind the weight. Uh, you're right. I am I'm going to save weight regardless. Uh, both are going to be a benefit mm -hmm. to me because I'm going on much smaller form factor. So uh, I'll have to see how the price kind of goes up for me on that one. I, I, I'm going to wait a couple more days. It seems like more and more sales are starting to kick up. But yeah, B&H, yeah. keep looking out for I, me. I don't know that the Ulanzi will ever end up being much cheaper just because it's it's kind of a direct competitor to the $600 peak design. That's true. Um, it is. Yeah. When you when you go straight for against. the carbon fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the aluminum is three and a half pounds. Uh, the Peak Design, which is really nice, light, compact. That is, that's a good travel tripod. The yeah, yeah. Lonzi is like 2.3 or 2.4 pounds, so it's it's almost 50% lighter, and you feel it. <laughs> it's it's shockingly light. You know what? Okay, I'll, I yeah, I'm probably gonna go with the I'll go with the Lonzi. I'll pick it up and I'll try it out and see if if. Because I haven't, when I saw it with you on last week when we when we hung out for a little bit, I saw it for like literally two seconds. We didn't get a chance to spend that much time. It was raining. It was a long, you know, we had our session. We kind of got everything kind of set up and done. And I was like really a little bit more like, okay, can I, I didn't get it. I think you were, I don't know, you were using it, weren't you? Weren't you using it originally to uh, to prop up the um, the 12S Ultra? Wasn't, yeah, I think that's what we were using it for that. Oh, so I, I, I hadn't gotten it yet. So I was using the Peak oh. Design. Oh, so that was the peak design. Okay, so then I didn't even yeah. see the Ulanzi. Okay, yeah, this... yeah, I haven't, I haven't been able to show it to you in person. I got the the Ulanzi the day after our, uh, <laughs> our live stream. Isn't that the isn't that the story but, but of our it's, life? It's hilarious. I was I was chatting with with Barry Johnson and just like we've really been living this stuff. Uh, Barry Johnson, engineer reacts, and uh, I mean, like if you see video from me, especially anything outdoors. 95% of the time now it's shot from a phone. So it's so silly. I'm taking like $300 tripods and I'd say it's about 80-20, maybe 70-30 phone to camera. And so I'll put a, I'll pop a phone mount on there, get my phone, set up the shot, do it all. And and it's still this huge advantage having these like super lightweight portable tripods. Yep. Um, but they are silly expensive considering I'm pairing them more with phones than I am with standalone cameras. They're... But it's still it's like this is the right tool for the job. Absolutely. And yeah, that's what I was gonna if say. If I'm yeah. packing super light by only going with a phone, it makes even more sense to pack even lighter for my tripod because I know the tripod is easily gonna be able to handle the weight of a phone. <laughs> You know, like that's not going to be a problem. More and more, I, I think that's one of the things I really liked about the the micro two from uh, from Rode. It's that small micro, yeah. like the smaller um, portable experience. One of mm -hmm. the things that surprised me the most with the micro with the video, if you have a chance to check it out, I, I pushed that out this morning. In one bit of the, the testing, when I was testing the microphone, I was actually recording the video uh, from the main cameras on the Xperia uh, One Mark IV, but I was recording with the audio, so I had the microphone pointing to me. The audio sounded exactly as I was in the office. It was so dead on. I was so close to the, uh, to the microphone that it picked up the audio and there was no chance of anything else coming up next to me. It sounded like I was in the studio. I was like, crap, that is good. 
from a $79 microphone that just props in, I mean, obviously you need to have a headphone jack or some way of getting headphone audio in. That is crazy. Have that with a very light tripod with, let's say the, the Xperia 1 Mark IV. We both love that device. I think, to, seriously, there's very few reasons for us to run any kind of heavy equipment when you're trying to cover an event where you have so much more of that productivity. Uh, the Xperia yeah. covers storage, uh, audio, video quality. Uh, you can slow-mo, 4K 120, a lot of different functional things. And yeah, it, our kit's definitely getting smaller, and I'm enjoying that part. It's not losing quality. It's gaining functionality and losing weight. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's like, improving mobility. It's on, it's on a diet. And I'm trusting mobile more where in years past like oh you know if i want to get that shot i'm really gonna to have to break out a camera now especially because i'm still on panasonic gear so yeah. if i compare like a xiaomi 12s ultra or a vivo x series to my panasonic gear man it's really close i yeah. i it i can definitely get a better image out of specialty lenses especially like really really fast prime lenses on my panasonic yeah, yeah but I definitely can't get it faster. I I, I mean, I, the time involved is now significantly higher breaking out the standalone camera. Standalone, setting it up, tripod. No, I, I, I am absolutely with you. The X70 Pro Plus has been my B-roll camera for, for some time now, ever since I got it back. And it's just the right tool. Like for me, is it's easy. I turn it on, I use, I edit, I produce, I copy content. It's, it's just the reality of where we are now, uh, what we talked about also in other shows before, but you know, main body cameras are starting to sell less and less. More people are realizing that, you know, they're getting the ability of doing more with their mobile devices. Um, and you know, you the saying Panasonic is going to completely gut their small camera lines. Oh dude, no, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. Part. They're, yeah, they're yeah, going to stop Panasonic producing as much. anything that has a stills focus for smaller micro four thirds camera bodies. And they're going to be focusing more on, on really just diverting over into video. Which so, I think is 90% of what we, at least well, in our line. I was gonna say it's like yeah, Sony's yeah. bread and butter with like the Z, uh, ZVs and stuff the like ZV, that. So the ZV-E10. is also looking to do that too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love, so that's the one thing I like about the ZV-E10. It's it's a small little powerful, um, you know, camera that it's, it you know, and you're able to change the experience. I think that was the one thing I didn't like about the first generation. It was that, you know, you got what you got with the camera lens and you're like, you're great. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but I'm not a vlogger. I'm not going to always going to be holding it straight up to my face. I need flexibility. I also need to be able to have, you know, better lenses installed in there and higher, maybe, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more closer to what I get from my main cameras. So I think that was my biggest thing. Um, and in the video, I did also do a, a quick demo with that one as well. Easy plug and play. Um, you just have to adjust the gain. That's one thing you always have to remember. Yeah, um, always. You can't, yeah, you can't do much otherwise, but yeah, no, once you set it up in there, you can you can vlog from it all you want. Uh, but I actually, I okay, so I'll probably end up doing that. I'll, I'll pick up the Ulanzi. I think Amazon has that one. Uh, and I'll pick it up and try it out for, for about a couple of days or so, see how that works. And if it sticks, then maybe that'll be what I end up going with because I think that's... Uh, I, I think it's on? always it's always a benefit to have at least two good lightweight production tripods. So mm -hmm. the... Um, what What is it that you've got? Is it a... Because you have the same one as I. Is it Sanford and Davis? The carbon fiber that you've got now? It's the um, Traverse Carbon Fiber, the TR680. Oh, the TR. Okay. So uh, having Dang. having um, having at least like that where you can kind of prop stuff up and it, it, and it it's, is. It's, it's, it's a, a decent, a yeah, it's, it is definitely, absolutely. Yeah. And um, 
I know I can technically maybe get it even thinner if uh, shorter if I reverse it. So I extend the arm up all the way to the top and reverse the arms all the way to go like all the way. I think I can make it slightly shorter, but that's typically not the way you carry it. Right. So but then you have to remove the head and so on. So long story short. Yeah, I, I do need something a little bit more. Let's say less. <laughs> I can't even fit yeah. it into the frame. It's like not even. OK. Trust me when I say it's smaller than my other solutions that I have, and it's a good, it, it's a solid performer, and it's served me very, very well for the last few yeah. years. I travel easy with it. The only thing I know I have to do is I always just throw this in my luggage. I don't carry it anymore. I used to try when I would try to do like the one-day trips. It's just, yeah, just I pop off the head, you know, take it off, and then just put it in the luggage and then reassemble it when I get there. It does the job, but... Uh, I'm in need of something a little bit more portable. <laughs> For sure. I'm going to be that no, guy with all too. those tripods. And, and, and you know, uh, treat yourself. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know. And that's So I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick here. I'm going to see if I can uh, find one up. And uh, it looks like B&H is running some sales. So maybe I can see if I can get something nice. like that. But yeah. Um, I've been sharing Amazon links and stuff. But um, I definitely cross shop it with B&H. For camera gear, I find um, because I have a I have an account with them, I get the uh, the payboo benefit where I don't pay the tax. Mm -hmm. So I typically, if I'm going to buy camera gear, especially since it's usually a little bit more than usual, I pick up. Yeah, I always try to get it from B and H. Um, although the yeah the affiliate sometimes helps as well. Um, oh yeah, save the tax always. So um, with that kind of going on, I think for me, my the next week or so, I'm going to be tr I'm going to try to get the Pixel Seven Pro review out on Monday. I'm saying that only because I have a few other things that I'm working on for the weekend. Uh, a couple of more uh, some sponsored videos coming up a little in the next week or so um, yeah. on the channel. Um, and it's going to take a up a lot my of companies weekend. trying to get some last minute stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, like right before the holidays and uh, well, not holidays, right before Christmas. I was going to say holidays already kind of started, uh, but it's more about also kind of. Um, I, I just need to kind of get, get through the backlog. I, like I said, I want to get you that uh, ROG Phone 6. I need to put the video out on that yeah. as well. And then um, hopefully start focusing on, you know, early 2023, see what we see at, at uh, what I get a chance to hand, hands on with at CES. Um, I'm really starting to think more about trying to leverage more short style content for mm -hmm. for the general day-to-day -day activity and then focusing on maybe one good video every one, every maybe once a week or maybe once every other week. I want to leverage the... The, the easier, smaller bite type style content a little bit more as we're getting closer to getting fully monetized on, on you know, shorts and making it more of a, a I, I feel like more sustainable, you know, not just source of income, but also sustainable type of medium that allows us as creators to support the channel as opposed to just, you know, generating content. I like to support the channel. The channel's, yeah. And I'm also hoping to cross 170 before the end of the year. I'm like 300 subscribers away from that. They've been struggling a lot. Oh, you. I'm sitting, I'm still like, I think I just broke 152. Yeah, like, I'm fine. Yeah, no, I, it, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, it, for like me, it was more, so. it, it's, I don't think it's a number thing. I think for me, it's more, things have changed. The channel has been, has been YouTube algorithm and so on have been going kind of different. Like the Realme, like a brand new phone that launched yesterday, but uh, because I guess Realme doesn't as I don't like it's not getting the views that it's, it's supposed to get, I guess, for some reason, or I just am so far down on the totem pole of the algorithm. Um, I'm just going to step away from that. I'm just like, hey, let the big channels I, do the longer I format. bypass any of my stats immediately. So whenever <laughs> I open something, it's like I'm, I I'm wish there was a way to do that on the on studio directly to comments. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have those bookmarks. That's usually how I do comments. I just I have a bookmark <laughs> on my on my Chrome. YouTube Studio. Straight into go. comments. Yeah. Straight comments. Answer comments. Um, but what's going on with you? What What are you working on, or are you able to share anything with us in the next week or so? Um, I'm shooting the MSI today. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, the creator one. Yeah, that we week. saw the creator Z17 that I couldn't really show off last week because it was raining so hard. <laughs> um, so I, I did I did some performance testing on that, some gaming and some video rendering testing on that. It is just a beautiful monster of a system. Um, I'm still gonna be putting together another editorial on using the Surface as a tablet mm -hmm. and what that looks like against other sort of tablet-y solutions like-, uh, like Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still need to put, work on that uh, Surface Pro 9 as well. We're definitely thinking on the same brain with a lot of our sort of pros and cons on that Surface Pro 9. Um, Iku, I'm writing, I, I posted on the Patreon my LumaFusion benchmarking stats, but I still have the whole rest of the HN2 to start talking about. So I'm going to be using the phone really heavy over the next couple days just because, I mean, it's just so fun. It, it really is a good feeling kind of switching this over and getting a fresh start for 2023. Um, and then some some pixel follow-ups, some other just sort of end of the year. I'm not going to do a best of the year, but I kind of want to do a more distinct, like, these were some of the things that I enjoyed and kind of surprised me. You know, like earbuds that I liked, headphones that I liked. Um, the Unreal glasses rocked my socks. This year I got real heavy into e-bikes and big crazy yeah, yeah. batteries for your home. I, I feel like there was a ton of lifestyle tech outside of just what phone was the bestest. And that to me was really sort of the shining, the, the high points of 2022 was really more about accessories and lifestyle technology than it was specifically this phone was so amazing. I don't think we had that this year. I think we had a lot of really good phones, but I don't believe one phone really, really shined above all the others for any specific um, kind of usage or specific application. So I've got a lot. I've got a lot that I need to put together to kind of kind of host some of those conversations and I still want to try and do a holiday movie watch along on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe end of next week, we can all jam on a Christmas movie together or something like that. I, I no, no, absolutely. Cause I think if, before you know it, it's going to be Christmas, man. I mean, time flies really quick. Um, oh, Omar, uh, Omar has like <laughs> one more week of school and that's it. And he's on his Christmas break. So there's those that that's kind of going on as well. Um, we had a concert. He did a concert on Tuesday, um, and uh, it was actually really nice. So he's, he's progressing very well, also with music. He plays the trombone, so there's a lot of lot of fun things to do. But I I want to, um, and, and I, the reason why I mentioned the show is because that telephoto lens on the uh, on the Seven Pro really comes in a clutch when you're sitting far mm -hmm. in the back and you have to try to get your kid yeah. in the front. Uh, but yeah, the, so a lot good. of a lot of a lot of nice things to cover. And I think again, for me, it's probably for the end of the year at least, just show wise, Pixel 7 Pro, ROG Phone 6, uh, Surface Pro 9 are gonna be my my main focus on those. Those are gonna be my driving in the kind of finishing it up and then kind of closing the a little bit. The the video micro is a very nice little surprise uh gift from uh you know from Rode and uh did not disappoint. And I finally have the beanie that you have, which I don't know where did I put Oh yay. Oh I don't have it in here. Yeah like Dang it's it. like I think I have the box for it. I do. I <laughs> have a beanie the downstairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the road beanie. So that's another thing I need to um, finish. I don't even think I can get it in camera, but the road NT, what is it? The NT USB plus. Hold on. Let me, with this let me put bit. you, if I put you on the main sense. It's on my arm. Oh, it's so right I there. Yeah, really it's right there. Quite 
get it all the way in the shot. But I've got a little USB microphone that I still haven't been able to. That was another video I wanted to put together was like making a podcasting rig out of your phone. And oh, I still absolutely. like maybe that might end up in January, but like a primer on, you know, really lean run and gun audio production. And I mean, like you can go kind of three tiers, but do it all from your phone. I think it's oh, ab it's absolutely a lot better. Uh, running it. I mean, again, getting good audio from like a shotgun style, small microphone, your phone, connecting it to, uh, you know, into a streaming service and run your show directly from it. Um, I'm hoping at some point or another, though, we'll get better support, at least on my Pixel for uh, StreamYard. I was having some hard time getting audio yep. to get recognized. Uh, we were dealing with some of that last week. <laughs> Why we switched back to uh, uh, just trying to getting it. On, I mean, obviously, the Xperia ran it like a champ. because Right tool Sony's, for the right job. Uh, that's, I was about to, just, yeah, exactly. You know, it yeah, again. Um, but with that kind of going on a little bit, I mean, thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us. I know the show's uh, showing up a little bit later. We came up on a Friday morning. And uh, let us know if you prefer this timeline more so than the typical that we do on Thursday nights and so on. Um, we'll be back, obviously, next week for another show. Juan's going to be back, of course, on Monday with the SGGQA. This was, a uh, again, I'm still running it with the Android Bay. It, it would make more, more sense for me to run it together than we'll have the same show tomorrow. Right. <laughs> It'll just be by myself. I figured it's easier to have it with Juan. Um, so with that, with that being said, I want to say thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us, uh, for Brian, for Farhan, uh, for Michael Corgan's in there, joined us a little bit later on as well. Jimmy Fire Dragon, uh, uh, obviously I think Rico Man, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Dan joining us as well. Uh, Barry Johnson was with us earlier as well. And everybody kicking it with us on this beautiful Friday morning. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you have a good time and yeah. stay safe. We're going to be wet. We're getting a storm system of 2022, but other than that, Take care. I'm here. See you, for you guys. It. <laughs> I'm here for it as well. We'll take care, everybody, and we'll see you guys next week on another show. Bye bye for now.